Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Bobby Jagger Jack, and it is January 17th, another Friday, here on the Rated R Podcast. Um, <clears throat> I actually had a bunch of topics for this show, but uh, I wanted to take the beginning of this episode to talk about something uh, very important to me right now. So, yesterday... Like last night, not even 10 hours ago, um, <clears throat> I have found out that a friend of mine uh, passed or committed suicide a month ago. And I was so wrapped up in, you know, what I got going on that I didn't even know. So that shit hit me hard. Normally, I'm the type of person that's like, you know, bodies drop every day. It is what it is. So I never really give a shit. But it's different when you know a person. And um, yeah, especially when they're young. And, um, you know, you wouldn't have called it or thought that they'd be the type of person to find themselves in that situation. So I'll tell you all a little bit about the young lady. Um, <clears throat> so her name was Desiree Lockett, and I met her in June of last year. I was working part-time at Bar Louie, <clears throat> and uh, she was one of the, you know, like, uh, ringer service servers they would bring in basically someone who's not there all the fucking time but in cases where the place is extremely swamped and she's in town that could be someone that they could depend on to come in and cover shifts and uh when i met her we kind of hit it off right off of the bat um she was the type of person that like always kept a smile on her face you could tell she was going through shit but you know she didn't really want you to see that. She always wanted to try and at least on the outside focus on the shit that the like the positive stuff. She had this name she like called me like bitch ass Bobby or bougie ass Bobby. Not even as a sign of disrespect, but uh when I met her, <clears throat> I don't even remember what the exchange was, but uh I was doing something that was like uh, I was being goofy and giving off this like elevated sense of importance, you know, making it seem like uh, I was a bougie motherfucker when indeed I wasn't. Um, She was one of them people that you feel like you could know a person. All right. Wait, let me rephrase that. Um, One of them people that. If you got close to her, even in a short period of time, it would feel like you knew her your whole life. Um, I've had people that I've known since I was a kid, and I still didn't connect with none of these motherfuckers. And probably never will. But uh, even after, like, within the first 30 days of meeting her, man, I wanted to, like, bring her closer and kick it with her, chill with her, that type of shit, man. Like, she inspired something, something real, you know what I mean? Like, and this, this world that we live in sorely lacks people who, uh, are genuine. And she was definitely.
So I'm kind of fucking mad that I'm, you know, I didn't know about this shit. Um, mm. Yeah, so I don't want to really turn it into like a, you know, suicide prevention thing. Because like I said, man, when I looked at suicide before, I was always that motherfucker that was like, you know what? If it happens, that's on them. You know, fuck it. Everybody experiences pain, loss, and struggle and strife in life. <clears throat> so if you decide to be one of those people that ended, then that's a weakness on your part. But now that I've known someone who's gone that route, I look at it a bit differently. You know, I'm not afraid to admit that I had such a bleak outlook on suicide. And now that, you know, I see this has happened, I've changed my outlook on it. I feel like it's really easy to underplay the importance of somebody's struggles and to blame them for how they handle it when we're not in the same situation. And that can apply to just more than something like this. So for me in particular, moving forward, I'd like to aim to be, you know, more open-minded and there for uh, friends of mine when they're going through shit. Like, cause I'm always the guy that, randomly hits my friends up like, hey, how's everything going? How are you doing? You know, shit like that in an age where people are so obsessed with social media and fictitious bonds with people that they don't recognize the real shit if it slapped them in the face and took their lunch money up out of their pockets, shit like that. Like, I'm always the dude that's reaching out to my friends because I believe in that word, friends. You know what I mean? Like, I truly believe in that shit. And when I first met Desi, <clears throat> I was sitting here looking through my messages and shit last night. And um, I think the first thing, one of the first things I said to her was, because uh, she was getting ready to move at the time, right around when I first met her. It was like, even though you're moving, I still plan to develop a nice, long-lasting, and unconventional friendship with you. I'm here for all your shenanigans. Deal with it. So I like whenever I'm talking to somebody new or something like that and, you know, I want to build up a friendship with them, I always put the emphasis on the fact that most people in this day and age, they loosely use that word friend. It's really easy to get somebody to consider you uh, a friend. And for me, I don't, I never really cared for that. I feel like you have to be acquainted with somebody first. <laughs> <clears throat> first and foremost, excuse me, before you can consider them a friend. You know what I mean? You really have to go through a bonding process and a process of learning and understanding about one another before they should, in theory, be titled a friend of yours as opposed to, oh, you met a nigga last night or you met a chick last night. Y'all talk. Y'all like each other a little bit. Now y'all friends. And people wonder why their connections with one another are so fucking flimsy these days, you know, and people don't trust people and shit like that is because they don't really build those relationships. They don't build those connections. They just loosely throw out that term to any motherfucking body that put a smile on their face for the moment. <clears throat> yeah, man, that shit, like I'm still over here stuck on this. It's like, how can I, because I'm mad at myself, how can I go a month, a whole fucking month and not 
be aware of this fact, especially in the age of social media. Now, I'm not really the dude that like creeps up on people's Facebook pages, you know, and when people ask me to give them space to figure their shit out, I do my best to respect it while letting them know that I'm here for them if they need me. But in this instance, it didn't really, um, it didn't, um, yeah, it wasn't really the best way to go. I feel like if you have friends and you unsure about what they're going through right now, or just in general, or even if they're not going through anything and you haven't talked to them in a while, you should take this opportunity to reach out to them, making sure they're good, you know, and standing on two feet. If they need a leg up, or, you know, a helping hand or some shit, reach out and make that happen. Because life is short as fuck, man. It really is. And I do not believe you go anywhere after you die. So to me, this shit is... is it's a there's an overwhelming sense of finality to that shit. You know what I mean? That's the end of her story, and it's fucked up. It really is, man. Hopefully, you know, I can pay tribute to her in a couple of ways. Whether she see it or not, wherever she is, I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't believe in that shit, but for her, I'd like to, you know, believe that. Now that she ain't here, that she done found some semblance of peace or something like that. Check up on your strong friends, man. <clears throat> Shout out to Royce the Five Nine for, you know, delivering that message to people in the way that he did. Because the people who, you know, oftentimes have the most strong exterior are the ones going through the most shit on the inside. And people like that typically are the confidants for everybody else. You know, like that's how I feel, man. I'm typically the person that people go to when they want to politic or they want advice. <clears throat> they want a shoulder to lean on or a head to, you know, pick about some stuff they got going on or whatever. And then you find yourself in a situation that's like, well, where do I turn to when I'm going through this shit? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't want to dwell on it too much because um, it won't change anything. But I had love for her, man. So I want to take a moment of silence for Desiree Lockett. Yeah, man. I got eyes on Essence, pimp. So um, I'll do my best to, you know, move forward and try and go over some of the other stuff that I wanted to talk about in this podcast. Um. One thing that I saw that I wanted to talk about, you know, before the previous situation came about was how the culture that we live in makes fun of people for working hard. I saw a clip of uh, the rapper Young Jock, 
driving for, um, I don't know if it was a skit or if it was for real, but I imagine it's for real driving for like an Uber Lyft adjacent type of service where he had a couple of women in the back seat and he was driving for them. Now he could have been driving because he wanted to connect with some fans and surprise people, or he could have been driving because he wanted to make some bread. The second one seems like the likelier option, but what did these little sluts do? You know, when they saw that shit and I don't have no qualms about the fact that I called them little sluts. You know why? Because these bitches thought it would be a good idea to take a fucking video or a phone and record the nigga trying to catch him up and make fun of him for having a hustle, you know, that goes past what he's known for. Little bitch going to ask, well, oh, did you fall off? Trying to record this nigga's reaction for clout, man. I hate shit like that. That shit fake as fuck. Like, bitch, put your phone away and appreciate the fact that you in the presence of somebody you were a fan of, have a conversation in politic with him instead of trying to put him on blast on the fucking internet. I hate shit like that, man. Motherfuckers will pay more respect to a nigga that'll go shoot somebody and go spend his life in jail than they will for a nigga that's out here trying to get his money up and do the shit the right way. Man, that shit pissed me off. And it didn't even have nothing to do with me. But I see it so often. Like, I see the shit that people make fun of people for. And it's it's insane because it's popular, man. The shit motherfuckers will do to get noticed or to put another motherfucker on blast. In the black community especially, man, we are notorious for tearing down, you know, our own peers as if it's like... Fuck them, man. And people wonder why white people are always, you know, real close together and why they build communities and they can build wealth and shit like that is because they not wasting time for the most part tearing each other down like we do, man. And that shit is fucking crazy. Like, what do you gain as a person from recording what you perceive to be another person's struggle and trying to make fun of it? Who the fuck raised that bitch? I don't care, man. People going to hear this shit like, ooh, he disrespecting women. Man, fuck them hoes. They acting like petty ass, little silly, dumb, ditzy bitches, man. And shout out to Young Jock for having another job. Because it ain't no fucking rule that say, nigga, you can't have multiple hustles. Like, I don't give a fuck if I'm a billionaire, nigga. If I got the time and I really have the patience to do something else and I want more revenue, nigga, I do the shit. For real. Like, I do a ride share service. Or if I'm in a position where, you know, my entertainment revenue for whatever shows I've appeared on or my music sales aren't doing what they used to, why the fuck wouldn't I? Uh, I might not do something like a ride share service. Because I feel like people would piss me the fuck off and I wouldn't really want to deal with it. But I would do something else. Like I fix computers. I'd be a I could be a multimillionaire or more. And if I wanted some extra money, something to do, then I go back to fixing computers, man. Cause I love that shit for first of all. Like I actually like tinkering with and modding electronics and shit. <laughs> And then even if I'm not doing well, you know, like say I had a lot of notoriety for a while as a recording artist or an actor or one of the other things that I'm pursuing. And um, 
you know, it'd be difficult sometimes to pay fucking bills. And I got a part-time job and a bitch decided to make fun of me. Like, I'm in that position right now. I've never had nobody make fun, but I've had people ask me, you know, well, why are you working here if you're doing such and such? Like, bitch, let's go back to, or let me use Soldier Boy as a, an example, man. He was on Academic Show, and the one little chick that was up there was sitting there clowning him for having multiple businesses and being an entrepreneur and creating his own wealth. She going to try to make fun of the nigga like, well, why you got so many businesses? And then Soldier Boy flipped the fuck out. And I understand wholeheartedly where he was coming from. It's like, bitch, well, why don't you have so many businesses? How you going to crawl up a motherfucker ass because he want to do better than he doing? That shit bothers the fuck out of me, man. I hate you hating ass bitches. You hating ass niggas. You, you sideways motherfuckers that want to talk shit about people. And put them on blast to make yourself feel better when you ain't shit in the first place. Fuck y'all, nigga. I said that shit. Bobby Jagger Jack said, fuck you hating ass bitches and you hating ass niggas that at the expense of another person, at the expense of another person, you clowning people. Or for the sake of getting clout, you clowning people. Y'all some cornball ass motherfuckers. And I hope you get sideswiped by a trailer or a fucking semi crossing the street to go to the grocery store or crossing the street to go to buy some wigs or some fucking Gucci belts or shoes and shit that you don't need to impress motherfuckers that don't like your whole ass anyway. Fuck y'all. And if you got a problem with what I just said, nigga, come see me about it. Motherfuckers know who I am. I'm not just a name with a face or an inflated sense of ego or pride or none of that shit, man. I'll be ready to fuck one of these niggas up. And I normally don't talk like this. I keep my composure. But that shit is bothersome, man. Listen, motherfuckers need to start worrying about themselves. You dig? We not put on this earth to tear motherfuckers down. I don't really necessarily believe in having some sort of divine fucking purpose. Everybody find their own route and decide what they want to do, you know. But don't waste your fucking time tearing other people down. For what? Niggas don't even be doing shit to people and then they want to start some shit with them, man. Ooh. I feel like moving forward, man, people better leave me the fuck alone. Because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling real froggy right now. Law enforcement officials that may be currently listening to this conversation, I can assure you that I am able to keep a cool head. And should you ever look back to this to, you know, gauge my character, if I'm ever in a situation where my character is in question, have no fear. I'm a pretty level-headed individual. But fuck you guys for having to resort to such buffoonery in order to catch a motherfucker slipping. <laughs> but yeah, man, like leave motherfuckers alone. And, and don't make fun of the fact that a person is trying to do better for themselves. I cannot stress that enough, man. I don't care if a motherfucker had millions and fell off or is that, you know, whatever y'all call it, or has become less visible in the public eye. It's okay, man. Let them live. Let them do what they need to do to get their shit right. Fuck, man. Another thing that crossed my mind, man, was um, how <clears throat> because in society, 
you know, people want you to follow suit with being a working class citizen and shit. A lot of people grow up with, uh, or I'll say a lot of people with dreams and things that they want to do that don't really fit the norm. You know, they have these, these ideas drilled into them. Like you need to have a plan B, you need a backup plan. You know, you should always assume that it's a good idea to create another uh, another plan just in case living out your dreams doesn't work. Now, I'm all for having a contingency plan, but there are a lot of situations where repeatedly telling somebody that can stifle, you know, and, and put a, a stop to more often than not someone wanting to pursue something like that. Like me, I'm a recording artist, songwriter, actor, model, comedian, event host, and a host of other fucking things. But I've had individuals tell me countless times that I should have a backup plan. You know, that I should probably do something else until I get to a point where my music is popping or I'm in a movie and it's popping or whatever the fuck, you know. And and granted, I do have a part-time job and I will continue to do that shit until and probably even after I've gotten that level of success that I'm hoping to obtain. And I wish a corny bitch would come up on me talking about, oh, nigga, you done fell off because you out here working this part-time. Man, get the fuck out of my face. Word to Red Man. I just saw a video he just had for slap the shit out of you, and that's how these bitches be making me feel. It's okay to have a backup plan, but for all of you people out there, you young dreamers, you young creators, if you got something you want to do, go do that shit. I don't give a fuck who told you you can't. I don't give a fuck who told you that you should be doing something else. If you believe in your craft and your power to do something different than what everybody else is doing, then take the opportunity to go and do that shit, man. Life, like I said, is short. You only get one opportunity at this shit. So why would you want to spend your whole fucking life that one time that you get to do this shit living by somebody else's standards or somebody else's rules, you know? Some by somebody else's expectations. You telling me you want your story to read just like every other motherfucker out here? Man, hell no. I want my story to be colorful. You know, Robert Austin, otherwise known as Bobby Jagger, Jack did some shit with himself. He was a he wasn't afraid to push the fucking boundary and do shit a little bit different. You know what I mean? He didn't allow fear to stop him from doing what he wanted to do. That's what I want motherfuckers to associate my name with, which is why, you know, I've gotten in the podcast heavily. I'm not making no money from this shit unless people, you know, send some donations. Hopefully y'all will go to anchor.fm forward slash rated R, R eight E D and the letter R and support this podcast. If you're so inclined to, but yeah, I'm not making no money from this shit, but I love this. This platform, this ability to connect with people and deliver content straight to your fucking face, you know, shit like that. Um, Even if it probably won't produce much dividends, I'm still going to do it because I like it. I have a passion for this shit, man. I feel like I'm a born entertainer. My whole fucking life, I've been performing in one way or another, whether I was, you know, 
pretending to people to be this goody two-shoes acting, speaking well motherfucker so I could obtain a couple of opportunities here and there, or I wanted to get out of trouble by presenting this image of this above suspicion and above approach type of person when really I was out here doing some shit I had no business doing. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, man, I got a little off topic, but uh, fuck. Man, I just, I really want to urge people to be out here doing what they want to do, man. I see so many people working dead-end jobs that they fucking hate with a passion. You know, it's like you grow up, you go to school for 20-something odd years if you continue, you know, further education and shit. You get a job, you spend all your fucking time at that job to make money to pay for shit most of the time you don't need in the first place. And then because you're working so much, you don't really have the opportunity to enjoy the shit that you're paying all of this money for. Like you get caught in this cycle, man. And it's this never ending story. It is this boring ass fucking script that people have told you that you need to follow. If it works for you, then don't get it twisted. It's perfectly fine. I'm not shaming the regular working class citizen for going that route. You know, but for me, that shit does not work. I need to do something that I want to do and work in a dead end job 40 plus hours a fucking week to make money to pay for some shit I don't really need, you know, and dedicating all of my time, effort and sanity to doing that shit is not me. No, fuck no. So hopefully I'm inspiring some of you people that's got ideas to go and do it. If you want to write movies, write movies, write TV shows. If you want to make music, make music. If you want to be a fucking comedian and niggas say you're not funny, fuck them. Really sit there and go over your material, you know, and come up with what you want to do next. Like, just do it, man. Fucking Nike. Just do that shit. It really is a very good concept, man. Regardless of what obstacles stand in front of you, ignore that shit, hop over it, run through it, bulldoze through that shit, and go do what you want to do. No more dream killers, man. Anybody that tell you you can't do something, even if you don't say it out loud, because not everybody is like me. When somebody tells me I can't do something, okay, fuck you. Suck my dick, bitch. I don't give a fuck what you think. The fuck you think I'm going to allow the fact that because your small pea brain ass wasn't able to imagine an outcome where you could have did this. You think that means that I'm going to allow you to influence me into thinking that I can't do it? Man, fuck no. Bitch, I'm going to go do what the fuck I want to do because I know I can do this shit. I don't give a fuck what stands in my way. I got a, you know, I got Lucille on my back. For you Walking Dead fans, that's that spike back that Negan had. I'm going to beat the shit out of anything that get in my way, and I'm going to do what I want to do. If you don't, you know, have that drive, if you're not capable of doing that, that's on you. But don't ever put that shit off on another motherfucker to try and discourage them from living out their dreams. Man. Mm. Complacency is uh, another thing, too, that... uh, <clears throat> can tie in the, you know, whether or not you make your dreams a reality. There are times where, admittedly, I'll be here stuck. I don't know what my next move is. 
you know, and I'm debating whether or not all the hard work is worth it or not. And I'm here to tell you that it is, you know, even if you get down on yourself, sometimes never allow being complacent or becoming complacent to to stop you in your tracks, because honestly, you could be one move away from getting everything you want, but you'll never know if you, you stop chasing it or you stop, you know, going after what it is that you're trying to obtain. I still struggle with complacency to this day, man. Like I really do be having days where I sit here and I be watching TV all day, chilling, trying to make sure I keep my head right and I don't stress out about shit. But I always got to remind myself, man, like I got plans. I got goals. For me, it's Bobby Jaggerjack and ensuring that that name and that brand represents something. It creates something everlasting, something that uh, not only inspires people, but allows me to tell my stories, you know, and whatnot on my own terms and shit like that. Like, yeah. So there was a couple other things I wanted to go over and I know I ran it a bit, but I believe it was purposeful. You know, I think it was worth it. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. I hope you all share my show with friends of yours and family. I hope you support it. Like I said, go to anchor.fm forward slash R, the number eight E-D-R to support this podcast. Donate, you know, like $5 a month, my nigga. It ain't that much. Um, Yeah, and just, just continue tuning in. And I appreciate you all for doing so, man. And I'm really, really looking forward to next week's episode. I'm sure it's going to be a blast. So take it easy, y'all. I'll see you guys next Friday.